Alrighty, cool. guys, it is Stu. It is What the Fuck Gym Talk, and I have Stephen Hitt on the podcast today. I had the opportunity to first meet Stephen two years ago. We met at the Aaron and Mortar Summit. Yep. We were both there and we were both giving a, a keynote and, and talking to gym owners and, and doing that whole thing. And then, uh, you know, got to see you again for the second time last year at the Iron and Mortar Summit. I will see yeah. you again here in a few months in June at the Iron and Mortar Summit. That's kind yeah. of that's where we get to see each other once here and hang out. But since yeah. then, you know, and keeping an eye ever since the first time, you know, following Stephen, um, the first talk you gave, the first keynote you gave was, I remember it was the last of the weekend, I think, or it was close to the last, and it was on branding. And I really yeah. loved it. And I remember checking out your gym and following it and seeing what you guys have been doing. And, and I was a huge fan. And then out of nowhere, I, I hadn't heard any rumblings of it. You've got this music thing coming because like, I've been talking about the music experience in CrossFit gyms is the one thing nobody has been touching the right and the mobility and all the different member management software and, and you know you got guys that are you know getting their glass whiteboards and, and upgrading their <laughs> shitty old whiteboards they're like I've made it I'm like no fuck you still haven't messed with the music yet like then <laughs> Anyway, so you came out this, so I reached out to Steven. I said, bro, we need to just jam. We'll have, we'll have a good fucking conversation no matter what we hit on. Steven, if yeah. you wouldn't mind, brother, go ahead and, and hit everybody as to who you are, why it matters. Give everyone just a quick little background on you and, and your uh, business as a micro gym owner. Yeah, absolutely. So, so my name is Steven Hitt, and in 2011, I founded Industrious, which is a CrossFit affiliate out in Seattle, Washington, um, with my wife, Molly. And we started out just the two of us. Uh, so it was just Molly and I doing all of the coaching, all of the work ourselves. Um, and it was wonderful, and it was awesome. And out of that, Molly and I bred a, a community. Um, and about three years in, we started to learn that, you know, this is near and dear to our heart. We love doing all of this work. We are emotionally and deeply connected to all of our members and we love them very much. Um, but it, it, it quickly got to the point where we needed to figure out how to run a business. Um, and so about 2014, we started to set up our business for scalability um, and for proper growth and with proper management um, and, and, so that is that that was sort of the the, the next evolution and uh, and since we we've we've grown industrious so we were we're a single we were a single member we still are a single location CrossFit affiliate um, at least for a few more weeks before we uh, open up our second location um, and in our single uh, forty three hundred square foot space we've grown our membership base to over four hundred and fifty members um, and in in on top of that we also have a corporate program where we service a, a very large um, uh, corporate client that has three Three different sites in Washington State that we service on top of that and now we're opening up uh, our second brick and mortar in uh, in South Lake Union which is the neighborhood where Amazon and uh, Facebook and Google those those types of businesses are um, sort of deeply entrenched in this neighborhood within the Seattle market and so um, it's certainly a very exciting time and uh, and then you brought up Beats RX, uh, which is, is, is a music company, the streaming music company and platform uh, that, that we've launched. Uh, and we've done that in partnership with our wonderful DJ at Industrious, uh, Sean Antonius. And so uh, Sean has partnered up with our business, Industrious, to uh, look into the feasibility of uh, what does it take to launch a streaming music service? And, um, and then, you know, and then now that we've kind of cleared all those hurdles, you know, now we're, 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 we've got a platform and we're rolling and the iOS app actually drops. We're hoping today, um, wow, which nice. we've, we've been really, really fast tracking it. Um, and so, um, we're hoping for that today. So, We've got our hands in a, in a lot of stuff, but what's cool about it is it's all bred from just a love and a passion of, uh, of owning a, a gym and figuring out ways to make it work. And when things get stuck, looking for opportunities and creative ways to work around it, new opportunities for, uh, to create a, a vibrant and, and exciting community. And, uh, and, and so it's sort of one thing has led to another. So you are an example of what a lot of gyms are, um, the, looking to do right you are a crossfit affiliate yep. you generally don't you see crossfit minimally on your site minimally like you guys don't hide from it but you went with a naming convention that didn't have crossfit in the name and that's something that a lot of affiliate owners are cur currently considering yeah. um for no other reason than i think people get stuck 
they either hit that plateau or business isn't going the way. And so they're always looking for what can I change that would fix this without actually fixing the business, without actually changing something on the inside. It's always like, well, what if I call it something different? <laughs> everybody will come in. It's like, you know, it, it, you know, maybe you'll get a couple more glances on, you know, some Google looks, maybe, you know, they'll yeah. make it to the door, but still if it's shit, it's shit. It, you know, no matter what we call it, talk to me a little bit about the decision for the naming convention change. In, I'm yeah. in 2011, you were like traditionally, like most of us were CrossFit industrious. Absolutely. You bet. So when we started, it was, if you picture like your, the, the square footage that you have on a sign, it was all CrossFit and little industrious, right? So yeah. that's how it is. And that's how it needed to be when we started. Cause that's sure. what we were and nobody knew industrious, but people were starting to know CrossFit, but sort of as the space became, you know, highly crowded, um, you know, we started looking at, at this and we started saying, okay, let's fast forward five or six years and, and, and let's, let's start looking at, you know, how, how is it that we're going to look any different or be any different? What's going to be our differentiating factor if market conditions get such that things just become too overcrowded and uh, in which, you know, we, if you're in a CrossFit affiliate in the United States and in a hot in a place like Seattle, which is a very established CrossFit market, I mean, the very first affiliate was here. And so no longer, you know, right? yeah, no longer. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No longer. That's right. Yeah. So, um, so this is an established market and it got very crowded here very, very quickly from 11 to 13, 14. And so, you know, we, it wasn't about like, we need to stand out from the CrossFit community or anything else like that. That was part of it. But really what, what I wanted to see more than anything is I wanted to pull the safety net out from underneath us. Cause to your point, I don't think that what you call it matters as much as people think. I think that it's what's inside of it. It, it is, it, you know, what you call it, you can call it anything. Um, it's what it does. And it's, it, it's, it's what happens inside of it. It's the life that it creates for people. That's where the brand manifests itself and builds itself. Um, and so I wanted to pull that safety net out and say, okay, take the name CrossFit off of it and let's see what we got. Let's see how good we are. Um, and it was a, a risk and it was scary. And, um, and we're still a CrossFit affiliate and we love being a CrossFit affiliate. That's what we do. It's at the core of our culture. But as far as how we decided that we needed to brand the business, we needed to brand the business so that it, we were in control of our brand. Um, and, and not because we don't want to be CrossFitters, we do, but we, we needed to, to really see what we were made of. And it, that's so interesting. And I mean, as you're saying that, I'm just, my head is just like, uh, I'm getting PTSD as you're talking. It's, you know, it's interesting where with CrossFit. So, uh, you know, we rebranded and we're not, we won't be a CrossFit affiliate at our second location. And, you know, there might, there may be a point, you know, where we're not a CrossFit affiliate. Right. So, right. And, it, and I had a, I had a group and I believe it's Boston. I, it was a very, there was an NDA. It was very hush hush, but they wanted my affiliate name. They wanted CrossFit South End. And they were okay. going to offer to pay for it. And then when I started, like I put it out there to a bunch, to a CrossFit affiliate owners group, just kind of curious, wanted to see. And then I ran it by my attorney and you really like, I couldn't even sell my, like, you can't sell the affiliate name. Like it's not, it's like, oh. it's more like leasing a car than it oh. is actually. Oh, like, so to your point of not really owning it of brand direction, I essentially couldn't, like, I can't guarantee a transfer of an affiliate. I could oh. sell that. I could, you know, maybe accept this money. But if HQ says, uh-uh-uh, it's not going over to that gentleman. Now, the only thing I can really sell is the domain if I'm still an affiliate. If wow. I still have it. So it got really interesting as I started digging in. I was like, man, we, it's kind of like we're all just kind of leasing the name. We can do certain things with it. But yeah. if and when you're ever going to return the name, you have to return it and it, you can't go and sell the car just like you lease it. So it was very interesting, you know, as I went through that process, but I know, sure. what you, I know what it's like. I mean, and again, I don't know, maybe this hit you at all. And I know you guys are still very much, you guys are what I'd call just a very well-branded unapologetic CrossFit model. You guys do CrossFit. It's not like you're trying to hide it, right? You're yeah. Like, you know, kind of scenario. Right. I, I had like this chip on my shoulder of, man, did I get lucky? Did I open up CrossFit South End in the hottest borough of Charlotte, North Carolina, which is South End, and I had CrossFit at the right time? Did I just have this perfect Venn diagram storm? <laughs> can I do this on my own? Can I rip out the CrossFit and can I create 
an interior experience that is not CrossFit whatsoever and test myself. Did you ever have kind of that chip on your shoulder? Like, did I really get myself here or am I riding Glassman's coattails with the CrossFit name? And if I take it off. Oh, totally. Absolutely. No, I totally did. You know, I felt like, you know, it was, it was very much to your point. It was like a confluence of all of the right things happening at all of the right times. And I think that when you're very small and vulnerable as you're starting a business, you, you kind of need that. I'm, you know, you need, there, there is some luck that, that is associated with getting oh, so much luck is involved in business. And I hate when guys don't credit luck. Like everything <laughs> is luck. Everything is odds. You are in the right place at the right time. Everything right. is luck. Oh, totally. Yeah, totally. So, you know, we, we really felt that ourselves, but you know, to your point, you know, if if this, if what we're going to do, we were just kept fast forwarding, like fast forward five years, fast forward 10 years, fast forward 20 years, fast forward 30 years. Am I really going to be able to do all of the coaching and everything else when I'm 60 and I got grandkids that I want to spend time with? It's like, okay, so we're on a 30 year plan here. You know, I, I like to think that we're sort of running the marathon at industrious, And, um, so we move a little bit slower, we grind a little bit slower, but we keep grinding and we keep setting the business up, not for what it's going to do in the next year, but for what it's going to do for, for not only Molly and I, but you know, we love our employees. We love them. We want to create wealth for them and, and we want to create more life for our customers. And so if we're going to do that, you know, that's beautiful. That's a beautiful thing to say, but how sustainable is it beyond one or two years? If you're not set, if you're not constantly working right now for year 10 and 12, which is coming. Right. And so that was sort of at the, at the front of our thinking is this is, this needs to evolve from little CrossFit industrious to this needs to involve, evolve into, into the, the business that it needs to be 30 years from now. And we have a pretty clear picture in our head of what type of company we want to be. And so we're working towards that every single day. And that really helps guide your thinking when you get stuck, when you don't, when you're all of a sudden you're getting, feeling a little risk averse and, you know, um, uh, you know, it, it helps kind of get you over the hump, so to speak, and keep kind of grinding. Cause you know, we're not focused on let's get, you know, 10 more members this month. That's never, that's never been our way. Our way is let's keep changing lives. Let's keep reaching people. Let's keep touching people. If something's broken in here, get it fixed. Let's get it fixed right now. Make it better. Find a little victory. Um, every day. And then those things just start piling up. You know, if you do that over a year, you've, you've, you've got 300 wins, 365 wins. And sometimes I think people are waiting for the big thing to just kind of hop and, and go and pay off for them. And it, it doesn't work that way. I just haven't seen it work that way. It's you got to create it every day with little wins. Yeah, I love it. So I love the, the one number you brought up was the, the 30 year mark. And for a lot of gym owners, they, even if they're not financially strapped or hurting or on the verge of like bankruptcy or whatever it is, I can't get a lot of guys to think past 30 days. Like when my team, like, you know, so I, I run, I have an office inside there for what the fuck gym talk and I'll be in there and I'll meet with my GM and stuff like that. But if they bring me anything that is like a daily pain or a weekly, I honestly, unless it's quarterly is probably the smallest I zoom in on. Like quarterly is, if it happened like at a quarterly number, I'm like, eh, all right, let's, let's dig into that. But we had a bad week a bad month? At what point do you think did you start looking at at that macro level? Because when we all get into it, we're very much like everything is, everything is, oh my God, I signed up that member and oh my God, I lost that member in the early days, right? Everything is very painful. And then as you grow, and, and yes, a lot of it comes with having some cush in your checking account, blows hurt you less. Yeah. But still, it's, you know, it took, if everyone's been paying attention, Steven started in 2011, and he just opened his second facility is going to be later this year, halfway through 2019. That is an eight-year thing. Now, I have a lot of friends in the franchise world. It, like for an Orange Theory, to, like an Orange Theory would open up nine locations in nine years if they were the franchisee of that. Maybe right. 12 locations a night. Like it's insane to think of a, a second location took you eight years. Now let's yes. call X amount of those years is a learning experience, self-taught, self-mentored, you know, trial and error, you know, kind of scenario. For sure. At what, at what point did you really start thinking of that second location and, and start thinking about this? And are there plans for three or four or five? Totally. Yeah. No, that's a great question because, you know, I think that back to that sort of that confluence of all the right things happening at all the right times, you know, it made a lot of people 
think I got, I can open up 10 of these right now. I should open up 10 of these. Cause it was kind of like the CrossFit gold rush. It's like yeah. find my stake and, and, and open up as many as I can. And, and so, and we felt a little bit of that ourselves. So like 2013, 2014, probably, you know, I was out looking and we were out looking and we were excited about certain neighborhoods and it was just kind of like, you know, just, just, you know, again, get that stake in the ground and, and sort of spread it all over as, as much as you could. And, you know, as we started looking at the feasibility, uh, you know, as much as some of these spaces were looking amazing and the possibilities were endless, you know, we started thinking about, okay, you know, let's start looking at the risks. Okay. Um, you open up a second location before you're ready. Say it's just you doing the work and you got your guy and he's going to run my other location and, or she's going to run my other location. Um, and they'll be fine. And then I'm going to run this one. Well, what happens if they die? You know, the stuff that nobody wants to talk about, but you, if you don't, if you're not looking at those types of things, if you're not really being real with yourself about the risks, you're going to get yourself into a situation that you're stuck. And I saw it over and over again, at least in Seattle, got guys, gals opening up their second location and then two, three years in instantly retracting or the moment they could get out of that lease at one of the other locations, that one was closed and they were consolidating back down into their single uh, location. And it was because they, they tried to scale their business up before there was actually a real business formed. The business was functioning. It was probably profitable because they were doing all the work and blah, 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 blah. And they could do it. But then once you, they got to a situation where they couldn't do all the work themselves, things all of a sudden weren't penciling because the costs associated with bringing on a bigger team, managing all of the logistics of multiple you know, locations and all of those thousands of parts in the system that need to move, you know, they just weren't ready for that. And so that's when we initially started looking at that second location was way back then. Um, but every time that we got to it, we said, we're not ready. We're not ready. We're not ready. We're not ready. And uh, because the systems weren't in place, the leadership was still evolving. We were still developing who was going to be the managers of these locations and do they have the capacity to be effective and good land uh, managers. Um, and you know, our team is wonderful and our two gym managers that are running the, they're going to be running the two locations. They're incredible. Um, but they've been on a, on a seven year learning curve themselves with us. Um, yeah. cause you know, they started when they were just fresh out of high school. That's when they started doing CrossFit with us. Yeah. Um, and so we've sort of brought them up organically and boy, they are sharp and they're ready and they can run, they can run at a gym just as just, they can run a gym in my opinion, better than I can run a gym at this point. And, and so, you know, if you, if you don't have that, you don't stand a chance at scaling up. And so it's so interesting with the scaling. So when I, if I think, and I was just out, uh, I was at San Jose, I was at, uh, hung out with Jason for, uh, for a day and went around a couple of his locations up at NC oh, Fit. Nice. And then, th you know, thinking about your spot and what, you know, our second location. And, and one of the things that bothers me with the industry, and you don't see this really, I mean, you know, this is very, this is common in most industries that we don't have headhunters and recruiting firms. Like the thing that's going to take you and me so long to scale our locations. Like I talked about eight years. Yeah, there was some of that for you that was learning or whatever. But let's say at this point, the systems are in place. You've got two. The reason it'll take guys like you and me without some kind of VC back money into it to open locations three, four, five, six, seven is the talent pool is so small. We're generally always grooming this talent pool from zero. It's yeah. not like, I mean, how many resumes come across your desk or any micro gym owner's desk where it's like, yeah, I was the head operator at NC Fit for seven years. And then I went off and started up a, and worked at Peloton for three, head of marketing. And now I'm looking for my next opportunity where I can grow laterally and become the CFO of Urban Move. Like that's not there. It's exactly. generally like, I got a level one and I've done it for two years. Right. Right. Like, or like I've right. been with you for a while, but I'm still learning at a very slow rate. That's why I'm, I can't wait for our industry to really get to the point where there is a headhunter service where you yeah. can pay a recruiter, like in any other industry to find me the top C-suite technician, marketing person in the micro gym industry, this industry. And I want to see if I can make them an offer that they can't refuse. So they come work for me. Um, totally. Steal them from somewhere else, if you will. But yeah. So, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm willing, you know, for you guys on your scaling. So do you guys ever think about, are you going to, would industrious, if it grows to more locations, does it do so within the Seattle market? Does it ever venture outside of the Seattle market? I know you yes. guys have it. It's so interesting. You guys have uh, one of the same co-op working companies we do, which is called also industrious. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, they're, they're they, the office. Just yeah, open, yeah. They yeah, just yeah. Open, they they follow WeWork wherever WeWork goes. They open yeah. up very close nearby, and we just we had one open up about two, three, two and a half years ago. Um, yeah. Really nice location. Um, yeah. Yeah. They're great. But, uh, yeah. So what do you do? You ever think about you know would would industrious go outside of Seattle, or, or are you going to try to stay corporate owned and try to keep things within a tight geographical boundary? Yes, absolutely. It is. It is it, part of our our our, our long term vision for our company is we want Industriouses to be in every exciting neighborhood in the United States. Um, that would, you know, and um, we feel like we can we we're an amenity that we can improve communities. Um, and 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 we figure we got one shot on this earth, and 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 that's what we would like to do. Um, that said you know, it, it really starts here in Seattle. And then from there, we feel like this is a, a, a wonderful and a strong enough market for us to, you know, have as much success as we would like to have in Seattle. And then from there, then we're going to look at, um, at, at going other, out to other markets as well. And I think that there's all kinds of, you know, creative ways that we can do that that are exciting. Sure. Um, you know, because one of the things that's a challenge, I think, for um, for many gym owners is, you know, they, they're, they're great coaches, but, and they've got the technical skills down and they'll learn the business stuff over a long haul, right? You're forced into it or you're forced out of business. And so, um, you know, the ones that are in it to stick around, they're going to learn business. It's just going to take them time. But, you know, one of the things that is important to us and exciting for us for anybody that would be running a location is that it's, it's more or less turnkey in the sense that, you know, we give, not only can we give you the, 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 the fitness and give you the, the, you know, all the stuff that you need, but we can give you the business that is the back end infrastructure, the systems, how to do things. So that, that way it takes the guesswork out of it for people. And that's something that we've looked at and, you know, we don't know if we'll go that direction. It's certainly part of our plan um, or our, our, not part of our plan. Cause I feel like that's something that's like down on paper and we're making moves on it right now. It's just part of our vision of what we want our company to be long-term. Nice. And you uh, guys are currently pre-selling at your second location right now. Yeah, exactly. Yep. We're pre-selling. Yep. And this is, uh, this is a very mystified thing that a lot of gyms, like in the, my Globo gym days, pre-selling was a must, you know, an orange theory pre-selling is a must. Like they don't even open the doors. Talk to me about um, what you guys are doing, your strategies. How are you guys going about pre-selling for the second location? Yeah, absolutely. So great question. Um, so our strategy with pre-selling and we started our, our, our real marketing efforts right when we got our building permit issued. And that's what I would recommend to anybody is wait to start sort of spreading the word that you're coming to town until after you have that permit in hand. Here's why. Permitting can go real yeah. bad. <laughs> See, you'll be like, oh, don't worry. You'll be in here in October and it'll be fucking April and you finally get in. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So wait till you get your building permit. Um, and you know, in our situation, it was, we, we announced before we had the permit and then things happened with the permitting process that made the project all of a sudden not feasible for everybody. And so there was retooling around the whole deal that needed to be done. And so that's, that was a great learning for us, but I'm glad that we did announce early because it committed us. You know, it really, sure. it really forced us to stay the course and keep grinding at this thing. And Cause so, you don't want to be like, you know what that Facebook put like deleted off your Facebook page and that you're bit. <laughs> and then just when people ask you up, like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I've yeah. no, I never made that post ever. You must've been drunk and read that. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. And so, so anyways, um, so that's the first thing. Wait till you get your building permit. Now, once we got our building permit, that's where we instantly went to work. It's okay. Now we have a real timeline here. We can, we can execute against this timeline. Granted, you know, a, a semi truck full of our equipment could roll off the freeway or something like that, you know, but you know, we got a timeline. And so from there it was, you know, your first step is just create awareness. You got to let the world know that you're coming to town or at least let them see the brand. Um, and, you know, not go out and just try to like be like instantly try to sell people on the sidewalks and stuff like that. Cause that's a little tacky. Um, you know, instead it's just, you know, be present. So get banners on the building, let people drive by it, let people, see it um, and that was our so we let that run and we've got sprinter vans as well which helps because they're part of our mobile um, system and so the sprinters are they're, they're billboards and so sure. you know they're just driving around all the time and we're That's not what you use for your corporate wellness accounts taking gear there and back 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, um, so we did that for a month and then we launched our, our, our uh, marketing site, which is we're coming um, so that that way people had a place to go and put in their email address to get in our prices. And then from there, we had some contact information from them. And so, um, so now all of a sudden we could start reaching them with a weekly newsletter about our progress and, and just sort of move them towards to start fostering that relationship, telling them about our business, uh, shared our core values. I know that's something that you really love. And, um, and so we talked about those in one email and nothing about like sign up now. Don't do that. Just, you, you know, you don't, you go out on a first date. You don't like instantly sit yeah, down and start trying to bang trying to on the first date. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so anyways, um, so that was our plan. And then, you know, as we got closer and closer, now we're a month away. So what we did is that's when we're going to start selling memberships because, you know, you, the probability of you launching on time becomes a lot clearer the closer you get and the more of the moving parts kind of become, those questions become answered. And you don't want to pre-sell something. Say you'll be open in April. Some construction kind of delays happen and now you have people who are paid, you know, whether they do some kind of PIF special, they've committed to an EFT special for 12 months or whatever it may be. They're waiting right. to get in and, 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 you know, utilize their money. Yep. Oh, totally. Exactly. And so, um, so then we just created an offer that was first 50 get X, first 100 get Y, and first uh, 150 get Z. And then everybody else after that is full price. Um, and launched them. And, and we're already, uh, so we've already have 65 new people that have joined the industrious community. Awesome. Um, and we're still 30 days away from, we're still 30 days away from actually opening up our doors. So awesome. it's been super encouraging so far. Um, and so that's how we've attacked the pre -sale. Grand opening special, your kind of pre-sell, is it more of a, a discounted EFT play that ends at a certain date? Yes. Yep, exactly. So it's the first year, 30% off the first cool. year for the first 50. And then we did 20% off for the second one or for the second 50 or first 100. And then 15% uh, off for the, uh, for the first 150. Cool. Uh, Very cool. And then that's for the first year. And then after that, then they'll, they'll migrate over to, to full price memberships. Awesome, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah, very so exciting. Good. Very exciting. I'm excited. I'm, I'm very excited. and definitely want to jam more in, uh, in June when I come on out there and hear how things yeah. are going and things like that. What's the geographical distance and driving time between the two, like for you to go back and forth and check on both? Yeah, 10 miles, which okay. in Seattle can be about 40 minutes in traffic, yeah. uh, but no traffic, 15 minutes, bam, bam. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So it's, um, uh, it's actually in both of our, both of the gyms are very close to freeway infrastructure, which is important. Sure. I mean, Quite every easy. one of those stoplights is another five minutes each way in your day. Yeah. That shit adds up. And <laughs> so. convenience is, is, you know, I'm a huge fan. You know, I believe in this thing, convenience over community. Someone will love your gym, yes. but when right. Timmy softball practice gets moved to the other side of town and it's no longer convenient, you are probably going to get snipped from the agenda or they're going to find a more convenient solution. You know? Totally. Exactly. And on that point, you know, one of my favorite learnings from this whole thing was, you know, w we have an idea about where people live that are members at our first location. We have an idea about where most of them work, but we had no idea how many work down here. So the value add for those customers to have a place right next to home and work is crazy good. Sure. Uh, and so that's been, that's been rad. Um, and, and it's just fun and exciting to, to be able to, to, know that we've delivered a huge valuable uh, uh thing for our members yeah one thing we did and i'm not sure i'm i'm, I'm guess sure you did something similar to this we uh when we were moving locations we got everyone to update their current home address and then update their work address and we did a scatter plot where we just you know you can go and they're free free sites that you can just create it you can upload a csv file of all these addresses and pick the color of the pin and boom, it drops all the pins down. And then you can do another color pin of their work ones. And that's how we decided, like my location now is less convenient to my, to a portion of my membership, uh -huh. but it's more convenient to this other bigger portion of the membership. And again, high, better highway access, this, that, and the other thing. But yeah, anyone listening to this, it's kind of, you know, taking notes on, on Steven's recommendations for pre-sale. I highly recommend just go into Google and search like three free scatter plot map. And you know, there's plenty of them. You could drop a CSV file of all your addresses in there and it'll just drop pins all over it. And you can kind of see, cool. Is this place that I'm moving actually more or less convenient from my current members? That's brilliant. I'm taking that. Yeah. I'm going to have to go do that instantly yeah. after this. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> well, let's talk beats RX now. Yes. So first yeah. off, when you told me this is like, 
is this, it didn't, does like Beats by, did they not have every version of Beats like on lockdown with trademark <laughs> and registration? Like, but go, I mean, like this is, yeah. Uh, yeah, talk to me about this. Yeah. So, so back in, this is 2015, you know, uh-huh. it, it, it was, I was just fed up with song transitions on like Pandora and Spotify, yeah. um, slow songs mixing in at the pivotal time in a workout. Yeah. You know, me working out yeah we're all about the fitness and the great programming and blah blah blah. to me it's more of an experience and as the world is the secrets out functional movement works right functional movement is an intensity that creates a positive adaptation if you're not doing it you're out of business because you're just not going to be competitive with the people that are as it relates to efficacy so but the experience is where you can really, you know, stand out. And to me, I I view the music experience in a fitness facility as just as important, if not more important than the actual coaches in the room coaching the class. Because if you think about it, the music is, is can dictate and control and create an unbelievable experience. And it's nonstop. The second you go into the second, the class ends, the coaching is, is not nonstop for everybody. The coach is always coaching, but he's not always coaching you. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. So, but the music is for everybody in the room and that's very important to us because we don't look at it from, we don't look at the client experience from the start of class to the end of class. We look at it from the moment that they pull in, and this is just a brick and mortar client experience. There's all the whole other argument that we could spend a whole other show on if you wanted to talking about what, how you can engage outside of the gym. But we look at it from the moment they pull into the parking lot to the moment they walk through that front door, what happens at the front desk, where they flow through the gym, how traffic flows through the gym what's step one step two step three step four we're looking at all of those things and we're very aware of all of them and so um but that the the energy that people need to feel when they're coming when they're mood picture your energy when you're walking into the gym to work out it's you're probably not at a 10 right you might you might be fired up to be there if you're really excited to work out but you're you're not feeling as awesome and filled with euphoria as you are post-workout right so the place needs to be designed to get people energized and ready to work out and music instantly is one of those things that can do that um and and so you know anyways i was so frustrated with what was available on the market and even apple song transitions and even if you make like the perfect playlist let's say if you crossfade it's just it's never it's never it's never right it's never right it's never right and the other thing too is you've got 15 people in the room, and in our case, you know, we run class on the half hour. So we got between 45 and 60 in the gym with all different preferences. Well, how are you going to reach those people, right? And so, and, and how are you going to give everybody something? And so that's where Beats RX was formed, was I got, we got so fed up with it that it was like, there has to be something, there has to be a way, there has to be a solution to this problem. How can we get Def Leppard to come on for this guy and have it mixed properly with Tupac so that this guy gets, gets in an awesome song and have them both sort of marry so that everybody's, you know, jacked up. Yeah. And so, so Beats RX was born. So, um, uh, a local DJ, Sean Antonius, who's a dear friend of mine, um, in our relationship has evolved since he came in and bought a membership at the gym. And I was telling him about this problem and he's like, you know, this is stuff that is not that hard to, to do. You just need time to do it. And, um, and so him and I went to work on it. And so initially we just started out as, all right, Sean, I'm going to pay you to make the music experience for industrious. And so, um, so we paid Sean to make custom mixes for industrious. And that's created this big, big, long library over the last several years of music that we play in the gym. Um, and, and so, Sean and I started talking about, you know, what can we do with this? How can we, you know, we've got the music situation figured out at Industrious. You know, how can we make this available to the CrossFit community? How can we bring the CrossFit community together? If there's a workout of the day, there should be a beat of the day. Right? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. And so, um, so anyways, that's what we, that's what we went out and did. And so, you know, it, at first it was pretty daunting because it's, you know, how do you start a streaming music company? <laughs> sure. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to build on the back of what do you guys use? Move or what do you guys, what would you guys build on yeah. the back of movie? We built on the back of movie. Yeah. yeah. And that's been okay. Sure. Um, we, we, it's very important to us that our user experience is dialed, right? For anyone and listening, so, what movie, when I say movie, there's a, it's a product, it's, it's M, M-U-V-I. 
Yeah, Correct. yeah, exactly. Yep. It's, yep. it's like any one of you guys who are using SMS texting apps, a lot of those are built in the back of Twilio, like another yeah. back office thing. So Eddie, we're just talking nerd shit right now. Go on. Totally. Yep. Yep. So Movie is the platform that we built it off of. Yep. Um, and there's several of them out there and, and, and we're, we're not necessarily married to Movie. Um, you know, we, we want them to bring some things up for us and, and, and do a little bit better because again, that user experience needs to be dialed, but there's a lot of good aspects of Movie that have been really helpful. Um, um, but the main thing was just cutting through all the red tape, all the legal fees, all the licensing fees. Licensing, yep. Yeah. But you know, once you kind of get through that in each, each along the step, each step is like, let's just form this entity And this entity will be designed. It'll be very lightly funded, but it's going to be designed to go out and see what is, if this is even feasible And every step that we kind of got to a speed bump, we kept getting over these speed bumps and it's like, all of a sudden, like, holy shit, this is actually, you're going fast. You're getting some traction. Is, yeah. Yeah. This is feasible. And so, uh, so we, we launched beats RX, uh, uh, coming up with a name is another challenge, right? Cause you, you, know, you got to factor that in, you know, we know that we want to reach the CrossFit community first. And then from there we want to work out. And, um, and we feel like that's an, that, that's a, a niche that we can, we can get in, we can carve a niche out there. Um, and, and so, you know, but coming up with a name that is still scalable beyond that, that, you know, still has a website available and Instagram, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Know, all, you know, it really is challenging. And so, um, so we landed on Beats RX, which, uh, we feel like people understand and get it. It's music for CrossFit, um, or in CrossFit workouts. And so, you know, what's cool about this is, you know, if you're working out in your garage, now you have a DJ in your garage. If you're working out in a gym, if you're a gym owner, you've got a DJ in your gym. Um, and, and the reason that I can say that and say that proudly is because this is the same music library that we've been using at Industrious for the last three years. And frankly, what I used to pay four or 500 or even up to $800 a month to Sean in his time to make this music for us. And now people get it's it. It's very expensive time. to bring a DJ in. So it's so fun. So in the past year, I started working as an advisor to a, uh, a startup app. And okay. look, and this is before you and me, before I knew you were doing this, these guys came, we started talking. The very first thing I said is, you should probably just make a bunch of mixes and I'll buy them from you or you go around and start handing them out like old DJs would do out of the back of their car just right. to see if you're fucking on point. So we had them do live sets. So once a month they come and do a live set at the gym because that was the one thing and I'm, I'm really curious if, if your guy had this too. I had them like, no, 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 just come and I need you to watch the class and I, I'm going to sit here and talk to you about the flow and how I need the music to pick up during certain parts. And yeah. we talked about that. Like, I think this is about 120 20 beats per minute during here. And I think we're at like 180 over here yeah. and, and you're coming up with the entire thing, but I'm like, just start with creating and using Bandcamp to create mixes that you believe match my avatar or another gym's avatar and just start selling that shit for a while before you even think about going to that next stage. Cause there was so much architecture to yeah. be done with music. And that's yes. why I respect places like Barry's bootcamp or right. and soul cycle where these instructors where we might we might maybe poo-poo the, uh, the amount of programming they do because we from the, the difficulty of their methodology. But right. I'll tell you this right now. My wife, uh, the Spin Studio, those girls would spend hours on a playlist. And, then, and that's another thing I learned when I started talking with these DJs, the difference between a mix and a playlist. Yes. So, like, do not call a DJ thing a playlist. He's like, no, that is a mix. Yeah. Synchronized <laughs> music. I didn't just put songs one after the other with a crossfade of 20 seconds. Right. Exactly. 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 And that's, that's just the thing. And, and, you know, I've always, whenever I've walked into a bar, restaurant, club, anything that has a live DJ, I've always loved it. It's yes. always, you know, I just think that the way that songs mix, if you've got a good DJ, the way that they introduce songs and the way that they tie them together. And it's just, it, you can get Cardi B to line up with Aerosmith. It's just yeah. like, yeah. Just <laughs> fired up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, um, I've always, I've always just loved it and I've always been fascinated with it. Um, so it's always been a passion of mine in, in something that I was more than willing to spend whatever money that we needed to just as much money, um, you know, on probably a part-time coach as I was spending on sure. you know, music services. Um, but you know, now it's, it, it's at that point where we've got such a wonderful, robust library. I feel like it'd be underused to not share it with the world and, in 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 and, and bring it out at, you know, at a, price point that is just you're so, yeah you're solving a problem that every gym owner has and again it's this is and this is one thing that i think 
the the gym owners who have been around the game longer or just the ones maybe they haven't been in, but they just have a business brain recognize that music is, is number one, it's universal. It could be yep. in a different language. Yeah. It, the music, music is universal. It's not even about the language or the artist or whatever. It's just a universal thing. And understanding that that is part, like that's, it's like, it's, it's like the lights. Yes. You have really shitty lights that just darken there. That is part of the experience from start to finish. It is a constant part of the experience. Right. Um, music is a constant part of the experience. Like we have separate Sono speakers for our lounge and the, the, the reception area versus going into the gym. Like those are two different levels of energy, two different mindsets, right. you know, kind of the calm before the storm as you walk in. And then yeah. when you get into the gym, it is the fucking dance party with dumbbells and kettlebells. <laughs> yeah, and totally. so I, I absolutely am. In, I'm fascinated by this. I, you know, at the, I, two years ago, three, two, one go project had me on for their growth summit. And I, my last 10 minutes of my Q and a, I just took over talking about somebody is going to come out and do this with music. And I, I'm so <laughs> fucking happy that you did now yeah. you know now steven was dope and he was gay he uh hooked me up uh with login credentials and i've anti literally before this podcast i was going through and i was listening to the i i, I always go to the explicit uh playlist obviously <laughs> yeah, totally. and um so i was been playing the i don't get tired playlist and the hustle yeah. hard and i just man you guys have done such a great job and this is and i look at this and i know how good this is but for you, how beta it is too. Like, totally. I think, like for anyone who thinks this is good now, just wait. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We we feel like we're we're building the launch pad, you know, and um, and you know what our ideas around the content that we want to provide and how we're going to produce that content and and how we're going to create that network of DJs that are just going to be dynamite. I mean, these uh, you know the, we've got big plans there to bring people into our Beats RX family um, to help us produce a product that just really uh, just changes. It, changes the way that people, or at least the energy that they have as they're working out. Uh, and just makes a better experience for them. I and mean, that can be I, if you're in your garage or in a gym. 100%. I see Beats RX, I think, could also be a marketplace for DJs to sell their own stuff. Like, totally. I, it, it's endless, man. It's, it, it's endless. So for anyone yeah. listening right now that is curious, so talk about, so let's talk about it like this. So Beats RX currently, like one of the things I asked you is obviously I know Sonos, like Rock My Run, anyone who's not familiar with that app, that is a huge app. Like that is yeah. a very large VC-funded app. App, and yeah. they're not even on Sonos. Right. Right. Yeah, Sonos, Sonos. And rock my run, don't, don't play nicely. Right. I think it's a rock my run thing. I don't know what it is. The API, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. so that was the one thing I was like, man, are you guys on Sonos yet? And I didn't know the answer was no. What are the solutions right now for someone listening? Obviously it's streaming. So if you have an aux cable into a receiver, you're good yeah. to go. You can play through yeah. your phone, your iPad, your desktop, your laptop. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Basically right now we we're not compatible with Sonos now. Um, and so, but we're, that is the one th that is like, if, if, of all of, if we look at our punch list of the things that we're working on, we're actually going back and forth with Sonos right now, as well as movie. And we're making those two marry each other. So we're on it. So we hope to have a Sonos integration, hopefully by the end of this month. I mean, we're really awesome. fast tracking that. We had no idea. That was another thing too. When we, it's amazing what you learn, you know, Sonos, I've, I've seen the brand, but I had no idea how much they had control of the music. Oh man. Stuff. Well, it, it's, it's crazy. Once you get, yeah. Well, once you get it, it's kind of like when you had a PC and you went to Mac and then you can never see yourself going like once right. you have Sonos, it's, it's so amazing. What an, it's just a great piece of fucking technology. It's just yeah. so good. It's really cool. So it's, it's cool to see hardware all of a sudden yeah. <laughs> kind of controlling the ecosystem. Yeah. And then we're just learning that we're, we're learning the ecosystem. We're learning this community. Um, and we're, 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 we're trying to mesh with it. And so, but it's tech and it's hard, right? So yeah. Sonos is coming. If we're going to send out our first newsletter later on this week, um, God, it's already well, tomorrow's Friday. So I think it's going out tomorrow. Um, cool. And so in, in that newsletter, you know, that's the one thing that people have said is Sonos. Sonos. Yeah. So we're, we're on that. Um, and so, uh, so the way that, you know, you play BeatsRx now is it's an app on your phone. So if you're plugged into your phone then, or, or an iPad or whatever you're streaming your music through, then you're good to go. Um, a Bluetooth receiver is another great way to, to stream it into your system. Um, but the Sonos integration, if you have Sonos speakers, just know that we're on it. Um, it will probably have Sonos integration before your free trial would be up because we give everybody their first month free so that they can sure. play with it and, and have it. Um, so it's coming. Awesome. Uh, awesome. 
And uh, so, and the other thing too that's unique about Beats RX, you know, if you, it, even if you go clean version on like a Pandora or something like that, you're still going to get stuff that's mixed in that's inappropriate. It can happen. It happens all the time. And especially in the context of a gym owner that's trying to create a clean but awesome music experience, yep. that, that way they're not, you know, putting yeah. people off and stuff like that. That's super important to us. Almost all, most of the content within Beats RX, again, it was designed for a gym to play inside of the, the gym or a garage gym, a place where you don't want to have, you know, inappropriate music pumping across yeah. your driveway out into your neighbor's garage, yep. you know, um, but you want, still want good music. And so the music is clean. Um, so yep. there's the library for a gym owner there is crazy. Yeah. Uh, and this, the thing is that explicit music is not part of the experience. The whole, because right. again, like, I, I used to be a really big like EDM fan. Like I would go to Vegas and see shows and stuff like that. And, and when you like really good house music and things like that, there most, a lot of times there's not even words. Right. It's just, again, like, it's so like, you know, not having the, the, you know, not, you know, taking out the explicit things in my head, it doesn't affect the, the quality of the experience whatsoever. It you know, totally does. Little, you know, because, and here's the other thing too, and, and, you know, with mixes versus playlists, the problem with a playlist is you're generally still going to be listening to around 90% of an entire song. And a song can be anywhere from three minutes to maybe four and a half or more. And what, as you were saying, if you've got a class, an hour, a building of 60 some people, we run classes on the half hour as well. So I understand this frustration. Um, you know, it's one thing in a mix where probably the average song might last for, 45 seconds to 60 seconds before it's transitioning with another, like mixes allow for people to have that, uh, that skip ability. It just is naturally built into the mix. If you're not crazy about that song, well, guess what? It's probably mixed with another song. So you've never probably heard that version before. So it's at least a different kind of sound experience. And guess what? It's a mix. So it's going to change. Oh, give it another 20 seconds, you totally. know, versus having to listen to an entire song through, from A to B. Well, totally. That's the other thing too. You might have like, like if you ever, so Sweet Emotions, that's a perfect example, right? Everybody's yeah. heard this, the, the, the song Sweet Emotions yep. from Aerosmith. There is that, that awesome intro that, you know, everybody just loves, but it's slow. It ramps up, right? Yep. So the timing and the sequency of those aspects of the song, that needs to be, that needs to be curated by somebody that understands the experience. That's the beautiful thing about Sean is he's a CrossFitter. Yeah. So he knows, you know, he knows yep. like, I want this to come on if this is a, tw a 20 minute AMRAP as an example, I want this to mix in right here at 17 and a half minutes because that's, what's going to charge these guys through the finish line. And he yep. does it, you know, and you know, artificial intelligence isn't there yet. So, you know, it needs to be personally, it needs to be curated. It needs to be Correct. done at the right time. And, and it needs to be all, it's part of that whole system and that whole process. And that's what yeah. we're trying to do with beats RX. Yeah. And, and so like when, you know, I was talking to this group and, um, and I gotta, you gotta talk to my boy, Nick, Nick is a, uh, a phenomenal DJ. He uh, comes and does live sets and we talk about things like, is technology going to be there one day where I could either go into like a beats RX and say, I'm doing five, three minute intervals. And then the AI is going to go ahead and knows to build up into like that 10 second countdown, or is it going to, is it going to sync with the clock? Like yeah. that's the, that's the thing I made him do with all of our custom mixes. I'm like, my 10 second clock, I've got the road clocks like everybody else has the 10, you know, that it counts down in the last beep, 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 and then it goes. Totally. I was like, I need, I need a 10 second buildup during yes. that entire thing. And, and when we switched our movement, our model is very interval based. So it's because right. I could give him, we have oh, six yeah. signature intervals. So totally. he's just always do 60 on with a 30 second chill transition. Nice. You know, and because in the, because in the oh. you know, the, you know, think about fight gone bad, which is, you know, similar to some, a lot of the intervals we run. If right. during your transition time between exercises or whatever, that's when the beat drops, right. that's going to fuck it up versus when you start the next exercise. So, exactly. Exactly. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's so I'm, exciting. And the opportunities are sort of endless. Yes. Um, I'm so excited about it. Um, I yeah. think there's so much like collaboration that we can do offline with yeah. syncing up the whole system using, yes. using the music experience as one aspect of the entire higher experience from yep. the programming all the way through. And I think it could be really cool and exciting. Um, oh, very and cool. So it, and I'm, I'm just excited to bring this to, to the community, the CrossFit community, the fitness community. It's, it's neat. Yeah. And even see what like Google maps, Google maps now will pair with Spotify. So if I'm playing something on Spotify, 
and I am in Google Maps, a little thing comes up as I'm driving. Like you're like the ability for this to go on top of all these workout apps, like that's Brock my run or like tra- uh, map my run, and right. like you know all this other. Like right. I think it just I could talk to you about this for hours because I think music is just such an untapped resource. And even the Berries guys and the Soul Cycles of the world are still doing it manually. Like they're still having clients create it. You know, maybe some guys who use Fit Radio, and that was a great. That was like such a revolutionary option when Fit Radio first came out. Right. But you know, you you get a you get a certain mix that has got the transformer noise like halfway through, and you're like, ah, that wasn't timed. I fucking hate that. Right. It just this is. Um, I'm really really excited about this, man. And so, okay, anybody yeah, listen to this is like, shut the fuck up and tell me where we can go to yep. get this. Tell them so easy, so easy. It'll take you ten seconds. Go to beatsrx.com, click register. Put in your information, name, email address, credit card number, and you don't get charged immediately. You get 30 days to test the platform. It's $7.99 a month, so it's it's nothing. Um, and it will give you access to the platform, access to all the pl- uh, playlists, all the music, um, and, and, and do that. If, if you're a gym owner and you're not looking at that, I would say you're missing a huge opportunity for your clients as it relates to, to the type of music experience you could be creating for them at a zero price point in my opinion literally a zero price point so so yeah that's where that's where you go it's super easy and so the we've already got our app is already dropped in google play so the the android app is already out and it's already released um and the ios app we just got confirmation that apple's reviewing it right that now that is such so, a pain in the like we have our urban yeah. movement app in the apple store and uh, that i mean even though mind body was the back end to it even that right. took us forever to get out it's painful. Yeah. Yeah. Once you enter into that, that review system, then, you know, and, and we're, it, you know, it's copyrighted content, right? So there's all kinds of licensing and stuff like that, that we're working through, making yeah. sure that all of our ducks are lined up and Apple wants them lined up and we want them lined up. But, sure. um, so the iOS app, we're hoping, we're hoping for a launch very, very soon in the next couple of days. Um, we yeah. were hoping for today for this podcast, but, um, they're reviewing it and, and it should be ready. And so, uh, but for now, just, log on you know that's we have a mobile friendly website so you can do it in two seconds awesome uh, and then when the ios uh, app drops that's when we're going to really start pushing and pushing um and letting people know that we exist it was important to us that these first couple of months post launch we were taking it in and we were sort of measuring all the analytics and you know what is it what does scalability look like and how do we how do we handle it when people find out about it um and we're starting to you know, get pretty comfortable with those types of costs and everything else. And so we're, we're feeling good about letting the world know that it's, uh, it's out there and it's ready for them. Did you just get the email, uh, iron and mortar sent out about the swag bags? You know, they're, you know, for the, yeah. anyone's listening, iron and mortar, you know, hits up all the guys that are coming out to, to talk at this thing and be in the small groups. And they ask us to put stuff in the swag bags. I'm assuming some beats RX uh, yes. swags. And here's what I'm thinking of doing. And I, 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 I this will air in a couple, this will probably air in a week and a half. I'm going to go just get wallet size black and white photos of myself. Like really like we like whatever. And I'm going to sign them with my phone number. And that's what I was going to yes. give Lacey. And then when they show up, be like, Oh yeah, I'm bringing some WTF swag and just hand them all these pictures of just me with maybe like a creepy message at the bottom of my phone number. And I, I thought love that was it. fucking hilarious. That, that is awesome. You got to do that. That is brilliant. That is, I don't think we're going to be able to beat that. <laughs> that is too good. But yeah, no, we're going to hook the iron and mortar purchase. Cool. Yeah. Very absolutely. cool. Yeah. And Anyone be there creating the music experience for the, for the, so Sean will be there. Uh, we're going to do all the audio. So the microphones, the whole nine yards for, for uh, iron and mortar. So we'll play music during the cocktail receptions. We'll do all that stuff. Um, are, you guys, all- are you guys currently looking, uh, are you guys, is, is that part like doing conferences and summits and stuff? Is that part of kind of the marketing plan for getting Absolutely. it out there? Yeah, you bet. You bet. Cool. So we, iron and mortar is our first one. Cool. And then when we Waterloo, cut off this, uh, oh, sorry. No, no. Uh, when we get off, when we when we go off the air, well, uh, you and me are going to talk. We've got uh, I've got something I'd love to see if you guys wanted to come out for. Okay, sweet. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. we would love. So you're that. doing what? Uh, so you as well. Yeah, yeah. So we we we're in talks right now to to really sort of have a huge uh, release party at Wadapalooza next year, which would be really awesome. fun. That'd be uh, really dope. Yeah, yeah. So we 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 hope that we can create that music experience or at least be a big part of it. Yeah. Awesome. Dude, Steven, this has been a pleasure, man. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, Stu. Thanks for having me.